Hey sports fans, this is Migs and Cheska. Welcome to our podcast exclusive OTR Sidelines. Where we step off the court and have off-the-record conversations with our friends from the sports media industry. And for our guest today, he is one of the lucky souls that got to experience not one, not two, but he says probably five or six All-Star Weekends in the NBA. Of course, we are all jealous. Please welcome Mr. Gino Rufino. Gino, thanks for joining us today. Hey guys, you've gone to a few All-Star Weekends as well. One. I went to one in Vegas. Oh. <laughs> hey, okay. at, least, at least it's a it Vegas not, one. That's a good one. It's not five or six. It's one. <laughs> yeah, but you, but you did get to meet uh, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, he asked me if I lost my voice singing. If Gina had five to six, Cheska's <laughs> one, ako zero. My number pa rin. My number pa rin. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. <laughs> All right, so thank you, Gino, for uh, joining us on OTR Sidelines, where, yun nga, where we talk to friends from the media industry about their experiences covering mm-hmm. such sport events. And for you, Gino, we'll be asking you about your experiences sa NBA All-Star Weekend. So can you tell us more about maybe your first and how was that like? Well, the first one was, of course, super memorable. Um, that was in LA in 2011. When was the last time in LA? Well, 2011, somewhere, somewhere there. <laughs> and then I went with, uh, back then I was still with Solar BTV. And then uh, that was the first year of the partnership with ABS-CBN. So I was there with um, TJ and Boom. Uh, and that was our first, all together, the three of us were the first time we were all together in an all-star weekend. And we didn't know like certain things. Like, we didn't know we had access to so many things. Like, like TJ and Boomer telling me, they didn't, you know how they used to do it? So all-star and finals when they have a player with them, when they're doing their intros, they didn't know they, they right. could do that. They didn't know that they can do that. We didn't know that we could go in the lo- locker room. We didn't like all these things. We, we had no idea we were allowed to do. Cause it's the first time, man. Um, but it was it was a fantastic weekend. Um, there was a lot of like like in any All Star weekend, it's not really just about the game. It's about the activities that that go on throughout the week. So a lot of the brands like Nike, Adidas, uh, well now Under Armour and all that, they have big events happening, launches and then parties and and all that kind of stuff. It's it is a networking thing a marketing thing more than a uh just a basketball game and of course it's it's awesome that your first all-star week was la because you are a diehard lakers fan so i can imagine that you were jumping for joy and screaming (laughs) but obviously when you start going to all-star weekends regularly and it's not Mm -hmm. just a one-time thing the memories tend to just shift and jumble up because how do you even compartmentalize every single all-star experience? Yeah. Well, a little bit. I mean, like when I was thinking about the the past all-star weekends that I've gone to, I kind of remember it by who's there with me. Um, there you go. So parang, there was one year when we were in Houston, Ricky, uh, Ricky Flores uh, mm-hmm. joined us. Uh, that was the first time that both of us were there together. 
Um, and then also the producers of BTV who shows up, who goes with mm-hmm. us. I mean, uh, one, of the, one of the heads of BTV, Jello, was always there. But it was who else came with him, right? Who else was yeah. the, who were the other producers there with him? Um, but I mean, TJ and Boom were always a constant. Mm-hmm. And, and then eventually it kept on growing and growing. And then we were finally, the, the three of us were finally invited to join the, the mga exclusive one-on-one interviews with legends and, and, and a current all-star. So parang one, I think it was in New Orleans, we were able to sit down with like uh, Gary Payton, Horace Grant, guys who have been to the Philippines. So there was a follow-up, uh, there was a follow-up in terms of conversation with these legends. It wasn't just, you know, cut and dry five minutes with a legend and that's it. So it was more of a like, hey, how's, you know, the last time you were in the Philippines, you were, you know, we were able to explore Cebu with, with uh, Gary Payton and, and, and things like that. So it was, it was really, really nice. As the years progressed, the, the relationships that you have gained, not just with the players, but also with the other people from the media and the people from the NBA. Now, Gino, for fans who have seen, of course, who have watched uh, you guys in BTV, etc., and when people see you on TV, they wow, nasa all-star game. Siya. Uy, wow, he gets to interview the NBA players. But what is it really like behind the scenes? What's the grind like? You know that you get to do when you're there. So if you take away the mga exclusive interviews, because that one you're kind of pampered, you're kind of brought inside the room, and then parang you're, you're even given food and 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 drinks and whatnot. The grind is when the media availability starts, and the media availability can get really stressful because you're not just trying to get to the players. Eh? You're you're fighting against. Like the big, the big uh, networks in the states, like who are positioned there, who have massive cameras, like a crew of like five people minimum, and then the you know whether it's Stephen A. Smith, they're trying to uh, ask con- ask questions during a media scrum, which is weird because normally Stephen A. Smith doesn't need to be there for the media scrum, but you're there against just not uh, media from the Philippines. But you're going, you're trying to get position and trying to get questions in from media from the States, media from Europe, media from other countries in Asia. And it's really, it's, it's a tough situation to get into if you want to get to like a LeBron James, like a Kobe Bryant, like an Allen Iverson, a Dwayne Wade, mga the big stars. So what I usually do, pag mga ganyan na, media availability, I'll go to the ones na walang tao. <laughs> because just because it's so much easier. And it's you get better question you get you know you get quality instead of just going for the big questions with the big stars and plus those are those are broadcasted anyway so you will get the same questions and answers on on any every guy who's covering the the NBA All Star Weekend whereas if you go to the lesser known stars there's no ca- there's no network camera in front of them so parang ano lang yan, parang that's where you get the best sound bites so there was one time TJ was telling me. Parang nag one-on-one interview siya with with Jordan Clarkson. The first time Jordan Clarkson was in the ano, what do you call that? The rookie showdown against the world versus ano, world versus USA. So like that. It was uh, it's I guess you, you learn through the years. Like don't try to get to where LeBron James is. The only time I did that was Kobe's last All Star Weekend. And we forgot about everybody else, and we just said, "I'm not moving. I'm gonna stay here the entire time." <laughs> That was in Toronto. Ganun yeah. pala yun. Ganun pala yung mga yeah. galawan doon. Okay. Yeah. Kasi and, if you're stuck, 
if you're stuck with one, you can't, the likelihood of you getting out from that scrum and getting to another player is very slim. So you better make it worth it. And of course, we know we know how well the NBA treats the media during All-Star Week because you have um, reporters flying in from all over the world to cover this event. And I know that they give away PR packages to media, <laughs> to media members who come in. Uh, my yeah. favorite memorabilia uh, from the Vegas All-Star Week was uh, small Wait, basketball. Right? Anyway, <laughs> so like I know that my well, I mean I only had one so uh, it was a small basketball with the All Star logo and then I had like Allen Iverson sign it. Remember we were wow. in the studio yeah. with him in Sports Desk. Yeah. So yeah. out of all the All Star weeks that you went to, oh, out of all the media packages that you got, what is that one piece of memorabilia that you still hold on to near and dear? So there was a time when I was sponsored by Nike and the partner of the NBA was Adidas. So parang, you know, they give you the jackets, they'll give you the, you know, shoes, they'll give you all these things, but it's all Adidas. I couldn't wear it. So <laughs> I gladly gave it to my producers and my, and my, and you know, the people in, in Solar during that time, but I would always keep the, the jerseys. Because the, aside from just that, there's also a uh, basketball game that the media, get, the media guys get to play in. Yeah. And that's what I usually, I usually keep that. I usually keep the game jerseys that we wear during the game. And then, you know, so at least every All-Star weekend, I have a New Orleans All-Star weekend, a Houston, in, an LA. And, you know, parang, so I keep those only because also I used it. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think the guys from Solar, the producers from Solar would appreciate that me giving that to them, uh, you know, full of my powers and everything, right? So that's, that's the one I keep the most. And then smaller stuff like, Shirts that will fit me because sometimes they give shirts XXL and you know stuff like that. So, curious ako, Gino. Uh, you've been to a couple of all stars, a couple of cities also. Iba iba naman yan per yeah. city. Eh. Yeah, when it yeah. comes to the social life, the nightlife, what is it <laughs> like outside? Crazy. Outside of the work, I'm sure it has been okay. fun to say the least. It's very hard to keep on going. Um, even like because you're you're working from the time you wake up till the time you get home so you're literally out going to these different events covering the different events interviewing people meeting people and then all of that while that all of that is happening you're sending material back to the philippines like it takes time to 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 do that so there there really is very little time to i guess enjoy i mean you can still go but you're technically there to still observe and meet people and and you know do pr stuff but you can still go but it's not like you can let loose until after so in new orleans like cheska said after the all-star weekend was finally done i we stayed a little bit like a couple days long longer maybe two days longer and then that yun, we were able to go out and enjoy a little bit um because I'd, I'd never been to new orleans until then so Donna of the NBA and May of the NBA now uh, took us around uh, after the, the festivities now. So, you know, we were able to go to check out the jazz bars and, you know, go around a little bit of explore what New Orleans has to offer aside from just the basketball or the, the All-Star Weekend side. Because something that we also used to do in BTV is we also showed the 
the name, the you know, the the place, the city. We feature the city and then see. So we we did go around a bit, but it's of course when you're sh when you go around to shoot something, it's different than when you go out to just enjoy. True. Yeah. Yeah. Outside, obviously, what people see on TV would be the edited version. They don't see you pushing past other media members. They don't see you no. waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning to make sure that you're <laughs> out by 7 a.m., coming back no. to the hotel room by 10 and 10 p.m. What were the mm. hardest parts? Okay. Well, Houston, I got sick. I came, down with, I came down with the flu. Uh, and, yeah, Ricky and, and Tina Diego actually had to... You know, buy me medicine, and then I remember like doing spiels out in the. I mean, it's it's so cold, so I'm outside doing spiels, and then as soon as I'm done, I run inside the hotel, and then just, you know, like put the comforter over me, and then just really try to not shiver because it was it was bad. Like I was down for like a day and a half or two days, and I think that was the hardest part because it was it was I got sick. Buti na lang in Toronto where it was like negative forty degrees. I didn't get sick, but it was like the coldest ever. In the like, I think it was one of the coldest days ever in the history of Toronto, or the like the week. And then like, Grabidamentong All Star Weekend in Toronto is like the coldest it's ever been here for 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 the for a very long time. So those are the two harder ones, uh, only because of the it was hard to move around in Toronto. Although they do have an underneath path to get to, to places, but there are times that you still have to go up to cross the street or go to a different building and that kind of stuff. But even though it was a little bit difficult in, in Toronto because of the weather and I got sick in Houston, I mean, the whole experience never gets old. It really doesn't. Like every time you go to a different city, every time you go to cover an All-Star Weekend, it's always, always, always special. And I miss it, to be honest with you. I really, really do. Especially now, no? because now you, can, you have stringers everywhere. So, there's no more need to send anybody from the Philippines. You already have somebody, a stringer there who's willing to go. So, it's, I don't know, sana, sana it's not over. But I feel like, oh, it, it, you know, it, it's going to be hard to convince networks and, and TV uh, stations to send people from here. Or you can even do it like this, like through, mm -hmm. through, through Zoom and through, mm -hmm. through this whole online platform. Gina, I'm curious. Well, I told you guys about the number of All Star Weekends that I've been to. That that zero, <laughs> but also, but, but especially just for context. Um, yeah. Well, I've never been to the All Star, but I've also interviewed a couple of NBA players. What is the? Because I've experience with Bruce Bowen, Gino. I don't know if if okay. uh, na to say before. Bruce Bowen was here in the Philippines. I was trying to make conversation. I was like, I asked something, maybe like a factual, you know, it can be answerable by yes or no, but it's something to make conversation. And then he told me, you're supposed to know that. Gumanon siya. Parang sabi ko, grabe naman to. <laughs> Parang sabi ko, hey, hey man, I'm just trying to make conversation. He was like, nah man, I'm just kidding, you're good. So parang in that way, uh, in that way, have you had any experience with an NBA player that kind of maybe threw him off? I wouldn't say that, of course. But then, yung parang may ganong awkward moment. Yeah, check that happened. I was like, man, oh man, grabe ka naman. <laughs> Sa ulo ko, grabe ka naman. I mean, there, I remember the first time I met Le LeBron James. Uh, and the first time I was able to interview him. Pero scrum yun eh. It wasn't, it wasn't a one-on-one. -on -one. here, when, when he comes here, one-on-one -on -one yun eh. With, 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 uh, with the different networks eh. 
But in the scrum, I remember thinking to myself, ang yabang talaga ng guy na to. No, I'm serious. Like, this was when he was a young guy. He was still in Cleveland. Yeah. The first the first stint in Cleveland. Of course, he, he matured. I mean, imagine, he was told he was the best since he was like 13 years old. Of course, it's going to get to his head. Right. So he was, imagine, imagine him in his 20s or early 20s or maybe even late teens. He was talking to us, oh, you know, LeBron James does this, LeBron James does that. Like, he's talking to himself about himself in the third person. And I just remember thinking to myself, gosh, I'm yabang ng guy na to. Of course, when he got to the heat, was, he, was, he became a little bit more mature. Um, we got to, you know, his second stint in Cleveland was even, he got even more mature. He got even better. And now with the Lakers, Shepard is the best now, diba? So <laughs> he got better with age. But that's one that I remember that thinking to myself that, you know, this, this guy needs a, a little slice of humble pie. Um, another person that I thought was a little bit awkward, but not, not his fault. It was more, I think, his manager's fault or my fault. I, I went outside to, in, in, where was this? Houston, I think. I stepped outside um, to get some fresh air. And I was the only one outside in that, in that outside area. And then Steph comes out. This is before he became Steph Curry. This, he was just like a young, he was about to become, like he was, I think, part of the rookie, rookie game. But then uh, he was still relatively young. He comes out with his PR guy. And he was on the phone. And he was answering some questions. So I saw him. I'm like, ooh, it's Curry. So I, and I asked the media person, can I, can I have a photo with him? And there's nobody else there. It was just me. And then the, the guy, the, the, sorry, the girl goes, go ahead, take a photo now. And then back then, he didn't even selfie na, you know. Well, I'm on ganyan, right? So I couldn't do that. Nokia ba yan, bro? Nokia ba yan? Nokia. I had an SLR with me. So I'm like, okay. I actually wanted a photo with him, not just of him. Oh, <laughs> no. So that that was a little bit awkward in the sense that, okay, I don't really want to take a photo of him talking on the phone out in, out in like the, you know, in a random place. But it was more with his PR person than, than with Steph. But yeah, that was funny. All right, Gino, of course, our, our main job is to tell stories. We tell the stories of the athletes. We tell the stories of the game. Um, in all your All-Star Week experiences, what were the moments that you can look back on and say, I did what I was supposed to do, I did a good job? And were there any moments that you can look back on and say, I could have done better? No, I, I think the Toronto one, I felt like I did a pretty, pretty good job um, because... I mean, that, that was, I remember the whole focus of all the athletes, of all the players back then. They were all talking about Kobe, 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 because this is last year, right? And to be able to ask the first three questions to Kobe when he entered the scrum. And he was beside Gigi. He had Gigi with him during that, during that press conference, during that, that scrum. I thought that was, that was, a, that was, that was a good moment. Um, also, during that All-Star weekend, that's when, when that was when I, I kind of was able to get some scoops. I remember talking to it was JC's dad, and his stepmom, and then we set aside a, an interview with the family, with his with JC's family, because that was his first All Star weekend in the. I think he was, that was his sophomore year. So that was his first All Star weekend. Um, that he was participating in the game and not the Manga Skills Challenge or the Manga other side events. So. That one, I think, 
went above and beyond what I was supposed to be doing. I wasn't just going around asking questions from the in the scrum. I we actually took a step further and produced other content that's not just the typical stuff that we normally would send back to the Philippines. Also New Orleans because New Orleans I went with two producers who were new who had never gone to any All Star Weekend, um, and you know I kind of had to be their boss. I kind of had to be the one telling them, okay, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. So I came up with the schedules for for the for you know where to go and how to how to um, get the most out of our time there. And of course, throughout those whole throughout all those weekends, you know. Even though we work for different, we worked for different networks. Myself, Boom, and TJ, we all helped each other. You know, we all. You know, sometimes I'm TJ's cameraman. Sometimes I'm. You know, like we help each other in terms of okay, we have a lead here. You know, let's let's just share the content. Who cares, right? It's it's all for the same yeah. audience, the the Philippine audience. That's yes. the, so we wanted to give the most out of that uh, to. To, to the to the basketball fans in the Philippines, and I think for the most part, I think we did it. I think we did a fairly good job in terms of um, letting people here in the Philippines, you know, see what it's like over there, and, and then you know get back the stories that we want. We felt was was good for for the Filipino audience to to know and for them for the you know, athletes in the states to share. On OTR sidelines, as we talked about his experiences during the NBA All Star Weekend. So once again, this has been Mix Bustos and Cheska Liton Kalau, and this is OTR sidelines. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>